Muslim, we will be on, uh, we, uh, um, we, uh, um, I know many, many, many of you are accessing this from, from, your, uh, from your podcast while you are cooking or jogging. And so we hope you enjoy this session number 10 of 10, Ha'orot, the wonderful, inspiring Torah of Rav Cook taught by Rav Yitzchak Evan Shaish. We are thrilled to be here with you today for session 10 of 10. God willing, many more to come so we can continue to spread Rav Cook Torah around the world. So uh, Rav Yitzchak, thanks for being here with us. We're thrilled to engage in number, session 10 here with you. Shalom uvracha, Erev Tov. And with your permission, I'd like to bring in by, and, and today is the beginning of Yom HaZikaron HaShoah HaGvora. It started an hour ago officially in Israel with right now it's happening actually the lighting of the six uh, memorial torches in a huge, in the country ceremony at Yad Vashem. And I'd like, and I'm an only child of Holocaust survivors, and it was the reality, Shalom Yehuda, was the reality of the Shoah and the darkness of the Shoah that brought me in my own search of, well, I know where the darkness is, or where, where where's the light? And in my own search that when I started to learn the Torah of Rav Kook, became very clear that, that this is a, an illuminated understanding, an illuminated presentation of the Torah. And the lights of Rav Kook have been interesting me ever since, and I'm happy to be able to share them with you. And in memory of Yom HaZikaron, the Zikron tribe, for the Aliyah Neshamot, of all the Neshamot, and for the Tikkun Olam, for the whole Orlando, and dedicate our learning to the Tikkun Olam. And if you can join me in Kavana as I light the candle, and I'll put the candle up by the eastern wall. Okay. Okay, so Erev Tov, and thank you very much for joining, and thank you very much for Rabbi Shmuley and the Valley Beit Midrash for, for making this vessel for sharing Torah to Rav Kook. And we've been following... Uh, the challenge, both broad and deep, and... The answer is yes, there's Rav Cook is as broad and as deep an understanding of Torah that has ever been uh, presented. And his Torah, so I chose to devote the first five sessions to explaining and reviewing the Yesodot, the five foundations of existence that Rav Cook's uh, main Talmud, the Rav Nazir, and we're reviewing what we've been, what we learned in the things, but he, Rav Nazir, the first hippie of the 20th century, who Rav Cook gave him his most foundational writings, 
and he sat with them for years and then he put it, framed it out and we forgot the Orota Kodesh, the lights of holiness. And within that he presents, he said, there are five principles to foundation of Rav Cook's worldview. One, HaKodesh HaKlali, everything is holy. Everything is holy. And our work is to take the deeper elements of good and holiness that are embodied in everywhere, including the lower and the superficial. And then we will build a new world, a world pervaded by great light. The second principle, olamit, everything is alive. Teaching us, we and everything is aspiring, longing, yearning according to a holiness and girded with beauty. This life of ours is not a meaningless phenomena. Everything is alive. The third principle, everything is one. All existence included in one point. And therefore, when we say the Shema, affirming the divine unity we're aspiring we are wanting to give expression to the unity in the world and humankind among nations in the entire content of existence without any dichotomy between action and theory reason and imagination and at that point even our dichotomies will be experienced through a higher unified through a higher enlightenment, which recognizes the aspect of all the unity incompatibility of all the different parts. Everything, everything is one. And the fourth principle, everything is good. Everything in the creation was deemed tov, and then we brought in ra into the experience. And then Rav Cook taught that the divine directive, we are here in order to raise humankind in the world from the depths of Ra, bad to the heights of good. Humankind in the world were destined for this as was the bad itself. It will be elevated, transformed to good. The bad will be elevated as it realizes that its negativity is actually directed towards the universal. The bad is there in order to make the good better by transforming the bad into good. <laughs> and the fourth principle, olam, all of this, everything, everything holy, everything alive, everything one, everything good, all of it, olam, everything rising, evolving, elevating, and here we, we quote the Ramchal, who of course Rav Kook is following in the lines of the Ramchal, who was explaining Isaac Luria, Arya, Kadosh. We have to understand the worlds were created in order to rise from their level. Shvirata Kelim, the descent and the breakage, so that we can experience elevation little by little until everything will return to its wholeness. From the beginning of history, the wheel is turning towards one point, the final complete 
wholeness and perfection. And that's the context of, of our existence. And it's such a great, everything is holy, everything is alive, everything is one, everything is good, and everything is rising, improving, elevating, moving towards perfection and wholeness. And may we be blessed to experience that in our lifetime. And let us say, somebody can say, Amen. Amen. But so that was the first five of the series. And now we've been, um, if anybody wants any, any question or comment, feel free, please. But then we started to review um, the perspective from the teaching of Shir Merubah, which is a teaching found in the Zohar, that the name of God is a fourfold song. It relates to a pasuk in Yecheskel, which actually the word call is found five times. I heard the call of their wings, like the call of multitude waters, the call, the voice of Shaddai in its going, and the voice of the multitudes, like the voice of the encampment. The, uh, so it's part of Ezekiel's vision, but there is the, this multitudinous voices, calls, and then um, in the Zohar it explained that Yud Ke Vav Ke Shir Merubah, fourfold song, well, it is a Shir Pashut, a simple song, Yud, a double song, Shir Kaful, Yud He, Shir Meshulash, Yud He Vav, a, th a threefold song, Shir Merubah, Yud He Vav He, a fourfold song. And that structure of the divine unfolding, yud, yud, hey, yud, hey, vav, yud, hey, vav, hey, one plus two plus three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We have the, the ten sfirot, eser otiot shem havaya, that correspond to the ten sfirot. And then it says that David Amelech had four types of nigunim, and within that, from that he made uh, Esser, 10 types of prayers in Sefer Tehillim. And um, so with that structure of yud heh vav unfolding into the tree of life of the Esser Sfirot, the Zohar is, is um, pointing out. Okay, and then in the Tikkunim, in the later Zoharic writings, it says there will come a time in the future, Israel will overcome, evil will be negated, Amalek will be erased from the world, and then we will have a, a Shir Pashut, Shir Kaful, Shir Meshulash, or Shir Merubah. We will have a simple double, triple, fourfold song that's all connected with the name Havaya. The name Yud Hevavhe Sheyelech Riofia Veitgale Yoter Viotir that will come to be more manifested, discovered, known in the world. And that's from the Tikkunim, Zoharic writings. And then Rav Cook sat down. This is in Kovit 
1907. He wrote this in Switzerland. World War I is swirling around him. And he's learning with his son most of the day and writing. Probably went through Shas a few times and so on. And one day he sat and wrote this poem, which we've been delving into and its implications. And today we're going to read the final part of the poem and continue the, the presentation. But let's enter the poem again, the fourfold song where Rav Cook explains, Yeshu Hushar Shirat Nafsho. There is the place where we're singing the song of our our own being. In ourselves, we find everything, our full spiritual section. Our own nation, we emerge out of the circle of our individual self that we don't find it broad enough and not sitting on an idealistic basis. We aspire for greater heights and then we cleave with a love in Klalutasha Knesset Israel, with the entirety of the community of Israel. And with the Israel, we sing her songs, we suffer in her sufferings and take delight in her hopes. It's so much beautiful in the Hebrew. And we're thinking noble th thoughts and pure thoughts, Israel, and we're probing with love and wisdom of heart our inner spiritual essence. We're singing the song of Israel. And then our spirit grows even broader and goes beyond the boundary of Israel, Lashir et Shirata Adam, to sing the song of humankind. Our spirit goes forth and expands into the genius of all humankind and the divine, the splendor of the divine image, the Tselem Elohim that every human being has. We aspire for our collective destiny and we look forward to our highest wholeness and peacefulness of all humankind, not only Israel, we're all humankind. And from this source of life, we draw our investigations, our studies, our aspirations, and our visions. The universalist within us. The, and then, yesh od mala, in which we can go even higher and, and broader, and we unite with all existence. Unite with all the creatures and all the worlds and all of existence. With all of them, we sing, speak her song. And if we sing this song, we are guaranteed a share in the world to come. We will create the world to come. And here is the... Um, now I'm going to switch to this text. Wait a minute.
אוקיי. ויש אשר עולה עם כל השירים הללו ביחד באגודה אחת. And then there is that place within us in which we rise with all these songs together in one ensemble. כולם נותנים את קולותיהם, each, all of us are giving our voices, our call is coming forth. כולם יחד מנעימים את זמריהם, all together we, we blend our harmonies, we join our, we, yeah, we join our voices, but, but it, we make נעים our זמר, we harmonize together. וזה נותן לזה לשת וחיים, and we give to each other vitality and, and life. כל ששון וכל שמחה, כל songs of joy and songs of celebration, כל צהלה וכל רינה, jubilation and gladness, כל חדווה וכל קדושה, songs of ecstasy, songs of holiness. שירת הנפש, שירת האומה, שירת האדם, שירת העולם, the song of our being, the song of human, of our nation, the song of humankind, the song of existence. They all together join, כולן יחד מתמזגות בקרבו בכל עת ובכל שעה, join together in our being at every moment in every hour. Shirat El, this is the song of El, Shirat Israel. This is the song of Israel. In its full authenticity and greatness, in all its strength and splendor, is in all its full authenticity and greatness. And then he completes the poem, Israel, Shir El. Israel is the song of El. Shir Pashut, a simple song. Shir Kaful, a double song. Shir Meshulash, a triple song. Shir Merubah, a fourfold song. Shir Hashirim, Asher L'Shlomo, L'Melech, Shir HaShalom Shalom. quoting Shir Hashirim, the song of songs of Shlomo, but of, Shalm, of Shlemut, the song with whom is Shalom, with whom is Shlemut. And when we are able to, as Israel to sing Shir El, to sing Shir Pashut, Shir Kaful, Shir Meshulash, Shir Merubah, then we'll be singing the, the Shir Hashirim, Asher the Shlomo. May we be blessed to sing the song Bimei Rabbi Amenu and Nomar Amen. So that's a review of what we've been, what we covered in the, in the, upper, the these 10 sessions. And I thank you for this opportunity to, if anybody wants to ask any question or anything about this section, Uh, this would be a good moment and where the question now is what we're left with say to us what are we to take 
and how are we to apply everything into into our experience, into our understanding, into our behavior. And 10 years ago, a very extraordinary book appeared that, uh, and I'm gonna stop the sharing for a second. 10 years ago, in 1902, Rav Kook knew he was coming to Israel. He didn't, he came to Israel in 1904. He sat down and he wrote the single longest book that he ever wrote in his life. And the book was then put away. And the first time it was published was in 10 years ago. It's entitled Le Nevuche Hador, To the Confused of the Generation. And it's also the subtitled More Nevuchim Hadash, The New Guide to the Perplexed. And it's, it wasn't even heard about until it was actually published and came into, into the public domain 10 years ago. And what I'd like to do is um, spend the rest of the time is to bring it, I think I will spend, uh, I wanna read some selections from it and then we'll conclude with a, with a piece of poetry from Ruff Cook. So I want to introduce you to the new guide to the perplexed, which some of us, some of us who are in this circle are actually are learning it daily and everybody is invited to join us. But, um, and I'll go back and forth. How much time do you have? I'll make sure we have, okay. It's called Le Nevuche Hador to the Confused of the Generation. It begins. Shaha'adam nivra betzelem Elohim zehu yesoda Torah. That the human was created in the image of God. This is the foundation of the Torah. The too small, too large. Shaha'adam nivra betzelem Elohim zehu yesod ha-Torah. That the human is created in the image of God. This is the entire foundation of the Torah. And what does it mean to be created betzelem Elohim? Ikar ha-Tselem hu ha-Chofesh The main essence of our being in the image of the divine is the complete Freedom, she'anumotzim, she'alkein hu balbehim, is that we are beings of chofesh gamur, complete freedom, masters of choice. And if it were not for this choice, there would be no place for the Torah, as the Rambam says in Ilchot Tshuva, bechira. The foundation of the Torah in action is the principle of, of choice, free choice. The knowledge that a person is created in the image of God. This teaches us that 
the same complete freedom that is with the divine presence, but the principle that the human is created in the image of, of the creator is the foundational principle of the entire Torah and all the actions that are connected with it. That is the entire Torah is built on the reality that's the first paragraph of the new guide to the perplexed. And he says, and someone whose heart is truly a human heart, and comprehends the splendorous freedom that is at the root of our existence, right? I can move my, I can go do this, I can do that, I can at any particular moment move in any direction I choose. We may not make many choices, that doesn't mean we don't have them. We can see with the eye of our intellect how the entire structure, the entire whole human structure is moving forth only for the purpose to bring the human being to his complete freedom. The entire, and so that's why we, we have machines now that we don't have to do this and this. We're released from all that, all the technological developments, everything in human history is moving. To bring us to our complete freedom. And then we should have no doubt whatsoever that this is the highest aspect of wholeness, this freedom, and as Tzalem Elohim. And that's the, yeah. So that in paragraph, in chapter five, we're skipping. Chazal said, um, to really be able to speak about the power of the creation to flesh and blood, it's not really possible. So it categorized it in three words. The, in the beginning, Elohim created. to cover the whole, the whole area. And the, the, Kabbal, the Kabbalists have already clarified they also relied on the Midrash that as the process of creation, God built worlds, and destroyed them. So the Kabbalah, the Kabbalah has come to the understanding that 
that there have been a number of epochs in creation to the point that we came to, to this state of where we are now, but ayesod ha'ikari hurak skill. But the whole we really, 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 really have to understand is ki ha'tzedek ve'hayosher haniten be'yad ha'adam be'pchiruto that the choice of making righteousness, justice, integrity, the direct, the right path, the path of straightness is given to a human being to choose and nimtza bechlal kochot ha-metziot. It's found in all the energies, all the powers of existence. Kol ha-drachim ha-tzrichim la-hashlamato. All the what all the matters, directions that are necessary in order to bring our choice to Shlemut. The world is designed to respond to our choices. And if we make the choice for Shlemut, the world has within it klal akochot, no disease, no poisonous anything. Or whatever it is, that's what he's saying. The world doesn't have to be the way it is in terms of the incompletion and the suffering of life. But it all depends on tzedek ve'yosher. That the human action is on the path of tzedek ve'yosher, justice and integrity. The shel onoshi and the paths to the fulfillment of human is the highest purpose for this reality that is being built through all the structures of life and in all the historical processes, and especially through the history of Israel, they're bringing to fulfillment the, the complete justice throughout all humanity. That's the purpose the highest purpose of reality and and that's what we do perfection of human morality is the higher end goal of all existence perfection of human morality is the highest end goal of all existence that's what it's about torat israel this is chapter 8 Torah Israel, the Torah of Israel, sheifata hirak laagia el otzem atachlit shel shlemut kol enoshut. The Torah of Israel, its aspiration is only to reach this highest purpose of the fulfillment, the perfection of humankind. 
of humanity. And we are ready for this. We are prepared for this through all our tools. Our ethical tools, our practical, actual tools, or our historical tools from what we've learned through history. But the Torah wants us to bring about the perfection of humanity and that's what it's really all about. Now, what does perfection mean? What does it mean to be perfect or shalem in Hebrew or whole? So in chapter 24, one of the most remarkable chapters, if I can only show people one chapter in this book, this is the chapter I, I show them as well as the first paragraph. Okay. There are five basic powers, five basic forces. That it is necessary that we take care of them. We be we be careful. That these powers will be whole in the life of the collective and the individual. And then we will have the proper power to push away any disease or any wound, keep away damage. And we can flower life in the proper way. These are the five kohota klalim. Ha'echad, griyut ha'gufa ha'nefesh, health of body and spirit. Nefesh is like psyche. It's the nefesh is the soul within the body, the consciousness within the body. Betor bal chayim shalem in our form as a, a human creature, as a complete human creature. Ve aliz bechayim, who is joyful in life. So we need to be physically and psychologically and, and an active and joyous of life. The second, our human capabilities, our human talents, our human strengths should be developed properly. What are they? The feelings of spiritual delight. Appreciation of beauty. Song and poetry. Hadimayon habari. A healthy imagination. Ubichlalam and among all these power enoshim, kohota enoshim, tchunat hamidot, developing our qualities, haruyot liyot niimot bechavua, that make us 
be able to live well in society with the principle derech eretz kadmala Torah, right? And pikeavod, the derech eretz is precedes the proper human behavior precedes the statutes of the Torah. So that's the second level we have to develop. The third, we have to develop our national feeling, our feeling towards our nation needs to be developed as much as is necessary. Each one according to its value. If your nation is a, is a crazy nation of, of murderers and stuff, well, we don't, you know, we don't want to help that. So yet each one depending on where it's at. But we need to be libo Our heart needs to be awakened, our soul feeling be chush amitz ubari etatov la'amo, that we want with, with a strong courage. Uh, um, well-being of our nation. Whichever nation you're a part of, if you're a Tibetan, so on and so forth, and wanting with a living life, the living love, the tivit, the natural living love, to grow its value and its success. We need we want to bend the well-being of our Laum. And then the fourth, Pituach Haregeshadati, developing our, our religious sensitivity, which is a regesh nisgav natua benefesh adam miyotzer nishmato, which is a a, a, a sensitivity, a lofty feeling that's planted in the spirit by the creator of our soul. So that that we will embed into our beings the appropriate in a proper relationship that we are the creation to its creator, right? There, that's the relationship, and, and that needs to be. And part of that relationship, what makes it so important with that, we, with this pituach aregesh adati, part of that, who chobek bezrua yesodo, et kol yesodot hachaim, and then we embrace with all our being the foundations, all the foundations of, uh, of life, the, of well-being of life, and of ethics. All the foundations of life and the universal ethic, the aprati and the individual ethic. It means that we 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 is that we our dedication is to musar uh, klali to a universal ethic. That's what as a we as cre as creation of our creator, our our responsibility, our opportunity is to uh, act as. As God created everything good, we act good, and then 
the Garden of Eden, we, we re, we're, we're back in it. And then the fifth level that we have to develop is pituach haseichel. We have to develop seichel. Seichel is a hard word to understand. Consciousness, or the intellect is one way, but pituach haseichel. Data olam v'emetziut, develop our knowledge of the world and of reality. Achachmota iniyot, the speculative, investigative sciences, hamasiyot, the practical wisdoms, the technological, the hamufshatot, and the abstract, the philosophical. We need to develop the speculative, practical, and abstract philosophic. Ad, asher yachush gam tzorech tivi to the point that then we will feel a natural desire, a natural need, to derive joy from the splendor of the divine wisdom, the expanded abstract wisdom, which is speaking about godliness and relates to divinity, and all the things that are dependent upon this. And these are the five that we have to develop. We have to develop health of body and psyche, our human qualities, our national feelings, our religious, spiritual feelings, and our consciousness. And every single human being, I'll save a little time here and, and um, we'll read this part in English, but every person has a natural disposition to one of these, each one of us according to our nature. However, health, health will not be found. It's only when all these will be properly balanced. One to the other. And it's not when each one is trying to overtake the boundary of the other of the other in order to make themselves greater. Each of these areas needs to integrate and harmonize. Health will only be found when all of these powers are in a proper balance. And in order to restore equilibrium, we can either make the large, the strong, weaker, or the he says, you know, it's much better to increase the weaker forces rather than diminishing the the more powerful. Because diminishing, you're diminishing the divine life, whether we're talking on the individual life or the national life, and that's the the problem is in human societies when we take for solution only one of these forces or a few of them, but not all of them. We think, no, no, this is, what, this is what's most important and the other ones are not. And that's not gonna work because they're, they're all fighting against each other 
as long as these forces are on breakage will not be repaired and many disputes will emerge when we destroy the equilibrium, don't balance everything that's necessary in order to assemble the wealth of life. Kama miniyot drushot liyot mikol echad miyem beharkavat masechet hachayim. We need to properly balance all the different pieces in order to be able to, to put together the whole web of life in, in the proper way. And, and um, yeah, and that's a little bit out of this extraordinary 57 chapter book, which it's, it's um, there's speculation on why it wasn't published. The, the real answer might be more, it was much of it was much too radical for the time. And some of it's, 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 it's much more for our time and it, it would have freaked too many people out. And so I think that's why they put it away. Um, I, I didn't go into the radical things here. I went into the basic things, but there's some very radical things here about the nature of Judaism and the world. Um, okay, so, so um, I, I'm, if anybody wants to learn, continue learning this book, we, where we have it every day, we're learning together. Um, seven o'clock Jerusalem time, which was like two hours ago. New, 12 o'clock, I think it's nine o'clock Western time. Um, so thank you very much. And what I'd like to end with is a, um, a poem. When I stood in my own path with Rav Cook, I uh, came to, to know of his poetry. And I came to understood, understand that he wrote from different levels of his experience. But when he was in Olam HaAtzilut, in his most expanded, he wrote poetry. It came forth in poetry. And he wrote, I mean, all his writing is poetic. Even his halachic writing is poetic. Um, but his poetry is mamash Torah HaAtzilut. So with your permission, and also we have, I have music of all this poetry and, and, and you, you're welcome to, to check it out on our website and so forth. But, um, okay, so this poem is called Tchia, Renewal. Havli hav, shavive or, ravli rav, machashake bor. Give me, give me rays of light, enough for me, enough, these pits of darkness. Havali shai rayone tohar, daily die maafele sohar. Give me the gift of purity of thought, enough for me, enough, these prisons of confusion. Tnali tna, gvurat chefetz, ho shitlina kadwe nefetz. Gift me, gift me with the power of desire, extend to me balls of fire. Anapets bahem tirotu migdalim veshochne bahem avale avalim. I'll explode with them the false towers and structures and the vanity of vanities that dwell within. Ekra dror lefi veiti, blili shmor yeni vechaviti. 
I call for liberation for my words and my pen without keeping my wine in its barrel. Uvli fachad cherdat avadim nishta ayachad dvarim achadim. Without fear, the anxiety of the enslaved, we will announce together words and matters of unity, uniqueness, and unification. Works and to our brothers and sisters struggling, speak of our wrongdoing. Lehit romem miflagot, le godel am, la archiva sagot, kemechaveyam, to raise ourselves beyond the divisions, beyond the parties. Miflagot is the Hebrew word for political parties. And now the Arab community um, is going to, are they, have, they also have 34 parties running in the, in the Palestinian areas, terror uh, elections. And we have 30 parties running, I don't know, in the fifth election, but um, we have to raise ourselves beyond all these parties to grow for the greatness of the people, the nation, to expand our consciousness as broad as the ocean. To shake the dust from the lands of our exile that are cleaving to our sickly hearts. To understand the principle, the power of the one. Lidog la nishama la nishmata uma, shenefchalishmama beigaluta bitchuma. To be concerned for the soul, the soul of our nation, of our people, turned over desolate in its exile from home. Le orer hachaim be'abdetriataam be. To awaken life for the renewal of the nation in the earth and in the heavens as they are there. To raise ourselves beyond all the divisions for the greatness of the people, to expand our consciousness as broad as the to awaken life for the renewal of the nation on the earth and the heavens as they are there. Le-o-rer, le-o-rer, le-o-rer and may we be blessed to truly awaken life and bring great blessing into the world and, and bring the blessing of Rav Cook's illuminations and 
Torah teachings into the world, into the, the, the whole world, because the whole world desperately needs light. So, and may we be merit to do so in our lifetime immediately, and let us join Roberta Venomar. Amen. 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 Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so thank you very much for comments or comments. Feel free. This is we have a few minutes. I think that I heard a song that Shlomo Katz wrote to the Orer HaChayim. I'm not sure if I did or not, but I thought I heard him sing at Rabbi Moshe Weinberger's shul, he and his brother together. It could be it's become something that the whole shul is singing over there now. I'll have yeah, to look into that. There are a number of Rav Cook songs that are out in the world and all over, thank God. Wow. I don't think I know them. I would love to know them. <laughs> if we can, if we can find the ones that you have there on the website. Me too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I have, one? I have all of mine here. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll give you the link to. Oh, that would be great. My CD. I do that here, chat. I'll so, put it on right now. Oh, by the way, yeah. this is an article. Am I still sharing? This is an article about Yom HaShoah and Rav Cook that I want to invite people to read. Am I still sharing? No, I'm not. Let me share screen for a moment. This is an article on um, Rav Cook, the sound of the monster shofar in uh, memory of Yom HaZikaron and Yom HaShoah. And it's what Rav Cook said about Hitler. And um, and I'll, I'll I put the link. I actually put the link in our chat already of this of this meeting. And now I will um, just find in a moment the CD. But I wish I had it right here. Just give me a second. But uh, here it is. Okay, so in the chat to everybody, to everyone, here is the Rav Cook jazz spoken word Hebrew English. Wow. With Greg Walls later, Rabbi Greg Walls later prophets. And wow. When I first saw Rabbi Greg Wall play, I felt like I was watching John Coltrane, and and it it was true. True. So and it's anyways. There's a lot of Rough Cook music coming out now. I the only the only I, I I started it earlier, but here in Israel, some of the big music stars have put out great great Rough Cook pieces, but really? nobody's doing it in jazz word rap. Um, Okay, any other questions, please? Are, are there any speeches that Rav Cook gave yes, that Roberta, are recorded? 
Are there any recorded speeches that he gave, Rev. Cook? Hardly any, no. So we don't really know his speaking voice so well then. No. Oh, what a shame. Okay, so Rabbi Shmuley, Rabbi this has been such a remarkable series that people around the world are tapping into. We are so grateful for your time and, uh, and scholarship and for the amazing center you're building and uh, have learned so much from you. And uh, really, it's such a deep, deep honor that Valley Beat Madras should be able to learn from you. We hope to continue these conversations and this learning together. We thank all of you who have joined us near and far in learning this Torah. And uh, I pray that the, the Torah of Rav Cook will continue to illuminate our path forward for, uh, for, for, uh, for many, many years to come uh, towards Geula. So thank oh, you, Rav Yitzchak, and thank oh, you, man. everyone. And we wish everyone so much bracha and hatzlacha in our continued journeys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Shalom, shalom. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Rabbi Thank you very much. This was awesome. Just wonderful. Oh, oh, good, good. I'm glad. This is such an unusual medium because I'm used to like you know the living back and forth. So I, I but I'm glad pe people are hearing it inside. Um, yeah, look, Ruff Cook is the most enlightened person in recent human history, if maybe in a long time. So it's worth uh, it's worth learning. And because it's of Torah, right? It's not like he's making it up. This is this is this is the deepest parshanut of Torah that comes, you know, so it's it's actually extraordinary Torah parshanut. So we're blessed. All right, so signing off and to watch the depressing documentaries. They, they have special documentaries on Israel now. The documentary they're having now is on the, the very, the unknown partisan, the last partisan. And